Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Pookie Lee. Pookie is the founder and choir director of the Gateway to Agape Choir. She is a third-generation Kuma Hula, also known as Hula teacher, and minister of love. Hello, Pookie Lee. Hello, Mish. So did I say that right? Kuma Hula? Is that how you say it? Yes. Kuma Hula. Uh It's a teacher of Hula. Tell us about Hula. Mm, So, well, I come from the beautiful, magical islands of Hawaii. Mm. My grandmother was born in Hilo many, many years ago. And coming up, she fell in love with the Hula. And the hula was a beautiful way to express yourself. You know, so like as women, sometimes we don't have the ability to express ourselves freely. And hula gives you that invitation to allow yourself to just be in the moment and let your divine feminine flow from you. So I love teaching hula. So I was raised in a hula environment. My grandmother was a hula teacher in the 1940s. And she choreographed many, many hulas. So she was very inspired by the Hawaiian culture. And she wanted to share that in the hula. So my grandfather was a USO band director. So that was perfect. So she had a band. (laughs) And fortunately for her, she had three daughters and one son. So she had dancers. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, so it was like a a hula match made in heaven. So the, all of you danced. You all did the hula. Yes. Oh, all of my cool. aunts danced. My mother danced for many years, traveled all over the islands of Hawaii, went to Japan as well. My grandmother was one of the first to dance on the stage in Japan after World War II, the first American really? to dance on the stage in World War, after World War II. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. So, so it's like legacy. been a part my of life. your life forever. My whole life. I How was cool. raised as a Hawaiian gypsy. I traveled all over the country from a very, very young age with with a band of Hawaiian gypsies who were sharing the spirit of aloha all over the country. So we would go from city to city and we would have a Hawaiian floor show, much like what you would see if you were to visit Hawaii today. Okay. And uh, so we had beautiful Hawaiian hula dancers and then we had me, this little... <laughs> radiant bound of joy, right? Big smiles and everything. I think that because I was raised on stage, I really knew how to connect with people. I think that that was some of my earliest development of being able to connect with people, being very social. I was kind of like a... Um, a little star. You know, it was before they yeah. had all these child labor laws and stuff like that. I'm sure <laughs> my parents could not get away with doing that with me no, today. No, right. Any, yeah. So from like two two years old until I until I started getting like awkward at around the age of 12. And then, of course, my little sister showed up and she was a doll. <laughs> you know, I danced to just about every week. Oh, my and gosh. I learned how to, I can sleep through anything, thunderstorms, all of it, because I slept behind a stage. Um, as a child, I grew up in this very, very much nightlife kind of environment. Right. And um, but what I really learned more than anything was the dances of the islands. And so I have this great catalog of Hawaiian and Polynesian dances that I've danced over the years. Um and and now, now and now you teach I'm it. I'm teaching it. How yes. fun! I'm teaching it right here in St. Louis, and I'm sharing all of that aloha. So, 
So for me, it's the the preservation of the Hawaiian culture through the art of hula, through the the um, the the translation of my family, the art right. of my family, how they how they interpreted the the music and the dance, and then my mother still to this day teaches hula in Hawaii, and I'm going to be going and visiting her um, for a month. I'll be gone the month of September, spending some time with her, and uh, she's going to be. Uh, engaged in a competition that she's been in this competition many, many years, and it's the Kapuna Hula Festival, and it's for all of the grandmas and the grandpas to come and dance. Oh, so, how fun! Yeah, so it's it's all about honoring the elders, the tradition of the elders. So oh, the elders I like come that. and they dance hula, and so she's bringing her hula troupe there, and she's announced to them that this will be the last year for her. Oh, really? Yes. She's well. She had a tough year last year. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. She had some. She had some challenges with her health. How and old's your mom? Seventy-seven. Just hula. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The, the wonderful thing about hula still is you can dance it even sitting. So I have taken this to retirement facilities and really, yeah. And I've danced hula for um, the um, attendants there. And uh, if they're if they're not able to get up and move around freely or they feel safe doing that, they can actually engage their Still hands. Still do the hand they movements, can, right. That's gotcha. what we're, we're using the hands. We're telling the story with our hands. That and is so, so amazing. So I did not, so you traveled. All over. All over while you were a little kid. How did you Even up in, end up, up in St. Louis? Well, in 1976, the day after Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> we pulled in, this caravan of Hawaiian gypsies pulled into Fairview Heights, Illinois. And there was a restaurant that was being opened called the Hukilau Restaurant. And the Hukilau Restaurant was a chain of restaurants all over, mostly the eastern United States. Okay. And and the, this was a chain of restaurants that we would move from one to the other. So there was a whole bunch of us. There was a whole bunch of groups. And we were all kind of like family. We all kind of like knew each other. If somebody needed a dancer, they'd kind of put it out in the Hawaiian circuit. And then somebody maybe from over here would send a dancer over here. So we were all still very connected in that way. And we were just kind of rotating around to these different restaurants, these Cantonese, Chinese restaurants, and we would have these floor shows. So I was 15 years old. Uh, we landed here in 1976, and my mother was opening up this restaurant with her hula show. And my mom was, um, and still is very, very funny. She's a comedian. She's hysterical. And she had been doing this. She had her own floor show. My grandmother had her own floor show and traveling around around the country. So Howie that's how Darn. I ended up here. How well, interesting. No, and I've never I pretty much have never left. It since sounds then. like a movie. I totally I like it, it does right? It sounds like a movie or a series with all the the, the Hawaiian gypsies traveling around yes. all these I mean I'm I know. Wow. Who do you think would pick it up? I don't know. Mm. Netflix. What would be a good director for this? <laughs> I don't know. Let's plan this thing. Let's yes. Let's set out the intention. <laughs> we are visual creatures. We can manifest with the power of our mind everything what that we've ever would created. I play? I'm good at the coffee house extra. I don't know if I've told you, but I did play that one time in a movie, and I was really good at it. Yes, but you would be our greeter. <laughs> That you would say right. hello could and I, welcome them. I could be the restaurant owner. Yes, I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, have... how fun. If, if not the owner, I could at least be like in the background just eating. 
Oh, no, you would have to. You would have to be animated and have a speaking role. For okay, sure. good. Oh, thank you, Pookie. <laughs> I feel better already. <laughs> that is so interesting. So no, so this is why I love my podcast. Because how long have I known you? And I did not know that any of this. I, I did not know that you. I mean, I figured you had grown up doing hula because I know you've talked about it in the tradition and everything. But I had no idea you were traveling around the United States and wherever yeah. dancing. I mean, so it was like a show. It was like, it here's was. the restaurant. You go to the restaurant, you eat. Did they And did they have Hawaiian yeah. food? No, it was restaurant? basically Chinese and Cantonese food. Okay. You know? But then they would have a, sh- did they then have different have types shows. of shows? No, nope. it was just, it was just So we did, um, we did a show every night, Tuesday through Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we did two shows a night. Okay. So we did nine So that is a lot for a kid. Mm-hmm, every week. Were you tired? Monday and Tuesday were our days off. Um, no, you know, it, it was exciting. You liked it. I it was like the perfect it. way for you to grow up. Yeah. Yay! It made school kind of challenging. Ah. I didn't like school because I was always being, you know, we didn't move when it was convenient for my education. Oh, gotcha. You know, we moved in May. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Oh, let's okay. See I got two weeks in the school left and they're going to grade my academics. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only been here so, for two weeks. I know. Yeah. Oh, and that so, would be hard. Then, too, I don't really have a lot of childhood friend connection still to this yeah. day because yeah, I mean that I know their names kind of looked them up on Facebook but I haven't really connected with anyone that I really really remembered really well from those times so, so I want to yeah. I want to talk about that let's we're going to take a quick break and we're we're going to talk about that okay. a bit we'll be let's right back that. with Pookie Lee all right So we're back with Pookie. So I can't imagine, I can imagine the school part being really, really difficult. Never, you know, because you didn't really have like a home base really, right? No, I didn't. And then, and so what, I mean, I bet you there were some things you had to deal with around all this. I know. So this is a part of my story that most people don't know. Ooh. (laughs) And um, it's because it just really, you know, it never really comes up. But when I was growing up, uh, we moved around a lot. Right. And so because of that, I, d- I don't really know any of my childhood friends. I mean, I have names and things like that, but I'm not able, haven't been successful in locating them. And so moving around um, was very difficult for me as a child because uh, for one thing, people couldn't figure out what I was, you know, as far as like my ethnicity. Oh. So that was something that really. And that was something that they wanted. They like, they right, felt like we need you know, to know like, this for whatever You're not reason. white. You're not black. What are you're you? You're not Asian. Like, what are you? Oh, you know? Really? And so, so there was that. And then um, I always, <laughs> I'm just going to say it anyway. So I always, um, I just looked different. So kids would make fun of me and they would make fun of my lips because my lips were always just kind of plump. I mean, I know women oh, pay and a now lot of money. So, I know. Now it's so in. Now you're so in. I know. But when I was a kid, you know, because <laughs> they're looking for that thing that's different about you. Right. You know, to kind of isolate you. And and so my, my lips happened to be one of those things. So they <gasps> used to make fun of me. They would call me names. Um, and so I spent my, my childhood, my school years, I was pretty isolated as a child. Yeah. Um, 
And so for me, the reward was I could leave that environment maybe where I wasn't accepted and didn't feel loved. And I could go into an, and of course, I'm, I'm also, I come out of this house of Hawaiian gypsies so that all of the neighbors were kind of just curious about us. Ah. And um, so, the, but the, 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 the moment for me would come at night when I would be backstage and, and the d- other dancers would be getting me ready and they would be telling me how cute and wonderful and lovely I was. And then I'd go out there and I'd dance and the audience would receive me and they would love me and love me and love me. You know, and so so during the day from my peers, I wasn't accepted. But at night when I hit You're the like stage, adored. I was adored. And so it made moving through those times in my life as a child, you know, a little bit more easy. So... So when you guys would move, I mean, you would stay put for a while someplace yeah. and have the nightly year, shows. Oh, wow. Okay, gotcha. A year, but still you know, a year in, in a kid's a life. Year, you're not, because yeah. I think of like my daughter who had her friends. She's There's kids she's known since she was three yeah. years old that they're still buddies, you yeah. know, because we we stayed put. Um, and I And I've often heard that kids that move around a lot, I mean, there's, it's, it's kind of, it's like a trauma. There's like mm-hmm. trauma that has to be healed at some point. And you're all about healing. Mm-hmm. So what did you do to heal all this? Because you you got well, it together now. <laughs> well, as far as I know, you know you, you're, you're awesome. Path. So I'm 57 years old, you know, and, and for a long time um, in my earlier years, I really had to find myself. You know, I started off very early and at a young age as a mother. I didn't really have a very... Um, strong grasp of, you know, what life was really all about. So at 18 years old, I found myself a mom. Wow. And a beautiful baby girl, Kamakea Lena Allah. <laughs> She's just gorgeous. And um, so my life changed. And, the, and my husband at the time was from St. Louis. Okay. So that's kind of what got me here and kind of kept me here. Gotcha. You know, my mother shortly thereafter left uh, St. Louis, and and went to go take care of her father, who was at that time um, spending the last years of his life. So she wanted to be with him to care for him. So then I was here, um, kind of with my new young family and right. building from there. Um, so it it's been a long journey in the process of healing. And what I'll say about that is that even today, I still, you know, move through. The healing work. I don't think that we ever stop. I don't think, I think we do. I mean, just, if if we were all done healing, we'd we wouldn't we just, be here. Yeah, we, would, we, would <laughs> we, we wouldn't be on earth. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so for me, there's there's always more work to do. I'm always reaching deeper deeper levels of self acceptance, of right. self healing for my for me, um, and uh, and for a very long period of time. I thought that there was something wrong with me. I thought that I was broken because I wasn't received by my peers. So I thought that there was something something that was intrinsically wrong with me that right. I needed to fix. So I started off on that journey of finding out what that was. And on my path, I was led to some amazing, beautiful, powerful people who spoke to me the truth for the first time. And one of them was Michael Beckwith. Ah, and so this is how we got into the choir. Mm-hmm. Well, I woke up, yeah, I started waking up in 1998 to something more than what I I had known. Right. I became, I became, I became awake to the spiritual aspect of my being. 
And so as I begin to discover more and more of that, beautiful people begin to show up along the journey to kind of direct me and lead me. Michael was one of the first, the very first message I heard him speak at Agape Live was, um, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You're not broken. Right. You're absolutely perfect. And it liberated me in, in such a way in that moment that I, I really felt free. Well, and also liberated your voice because one of the things that I find so amazing <laughs> is that you weren't a singer. Like you didn't grow up singing and now no, you're, like, you're like leading a choir. And you said, you're like, I decided to lead a choir, but I didn't even sing yeah. at the time. And you were like, well, I'm just going to figure this out. And you did. <laughs> I mean, come well, on, that's amazing. I know. I know. Well, I went to a music symposium. Uh, I felt I felt such a overwhelming um, acceptance at Agape. Uh, such such incredible love that I wanted to be in. I wanted to swim in that sea with them, and so I, I attended a music conference and uh, I got to sing and uh, and I knew that my voice wasn't trained. I knew that I wasn't a good singer. And uh, however, I was still so accepted in that space. And I oh, think that's that that's cool. such an important thing. We you, some of the skills have to be developed. And it's very important that you're in a supportive environment that will allow you to um, to to grow in that space, to be bad, you know? So for me, I had the Center for Spiritual Living here in St. Louis, and they loved me. When I came back from Agape and I had this idea of I wanted to start this Agape Choir, they were so behind me. They signed up. Oh, They fun. wanted to do it, you know? And then it, the reality came up, oh, my God. What am I doing? I, I don't know. Well, oh, then you, yeah, that's the right. Isn't it fun? Because you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you wake up one day and you're like, what am I do doing? Do I know what I'm doing here? I don't think I do. Oh, wow. Okay, well, let's figure this out. But you did. I did. I mean, you figured it out. Yeah, I did. And then, you, and then you brought so many people joy because even if they came to you and said, well, I can't sing, you're like, uh, I really uh, haven't really directed a choir, but I'm figuring it out. So you're right. going to figure it out. Absolutely. How fun. Absolutely. I love I love it. I love it. And you guys have, you have some CDs. And we have some CDs. We created two CDs. It, and, and, and my voice became really good and became really good and strong. And I say, you know, if there's something that you want to do, you're not going to, and, and you don't have, it's not your, your skill set. You're not going to do it really well at the beginning, but your passion and your commitment to what it is that you want to experience and create, if you stay with it, you will reap the reward of it, you know, and you will develop, it will develop for you. So like right. my voice, I knew I wasn't a good singer, but I knew that I loved to share in that way. I knew that music was a powerful healer. Right. right? And so my commitment to continuing to strengthen my voice, singing with the choir every week, really strengthened my voice. It strengthened their voices. Then there and was learning a what day, your voice can do, yep, right? When it all came out and it was Beautiful. You're like, woohoo. I know. And then I'm we traveled singer. around all over and we, <laughs> we were singing everywhere and just having a blast. It was so much fun radiating this love because that's what it was about for me is using the power of music to radiate the vibration of love right. into our city. 
You know, so I'm all about vibration. Way big on the vibration of love. For yes. Sure. Well, you, act, you, you really are. It's my thing. It's it follows here. you everywhere. Well, <laughs> that is awesome. I love this. this is, see, I've learned so much about you today. Mm. I love this. I love this. So we're going to take another break. Oh, and my goodness. We'll be back best. with question time. <gasps> Ooh, question time. <laughs> Okay, we're back with Pookie, and it's question time. Yay, questions. Okay, Okay. so tell me, is there a favorite story that you have that you would tell through Hula? Or even if you wouldn't tell through Hula, we'll just make it up. What story do we want to tell through Hula? We can come up with our own hand things. Oh, you want us to actually do some Hula. Well, no, you don't want to see me try to do Hula right now. (laughs) But like, what kind of a story would you like to tell through Hula? What would be your favorite? The story that I would love to tell through through the Hula is the story of the love of the land. We right. need to love our land we right need to now. Love our and our land. land needs major love. It does. The love of the land and the bounty of her blessings. You know, she provides, our Mother Earth provides for us everything that we need. Everything. Everything that we need to live healthy, sustainable life. So I would sing and I would dance this beautiful song that honored our Earth Mother and all of her bounty, her magnificence. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Earth Mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanks for bringing everything to us. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Mama. So you go to Hawaii often to to visit family. What do those of us who've never been, I've never been to Hawaii, Mm -hmm. what do we not, you know, because you see it like you, you know, so in your head you're like, oh, the Hawaiian lays and the hula and, you know, you have a vision. But what what do we not know about Hawaii that we should know? Hawaii is a mystical, magical, sacred place. And if you can hike into some of these dense, sacred fall areas and sit in that, in that water, in that magnificence, yeah, it's real healing. So I think that Hawaii is a very healing land. Mm-hmm. When people come, their souls get rejuvenated, right? That the sun is bright, the winds are warm and delicious, you know? And it's the, the fragrance in the air is filled with flowers. Oh my gosh! You know, so all of that just brings this beautiful connection, you know, with those earth energies, the land, the sea, yeah, the mountains. Is it true there's no bugs? Because that is no, no, very... no, 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 no. Like there's the bugs, bugs that, there's that bugs. like mosquitoes. Oh, no, there's, big, big, there's big, bugs. There's big, 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 big bugs. Oh. And there's creepy crawlers, and there's there's like bitey um, bugs. Yeah, of course. And then there's there's centipedes <laughs> that carry rocks and centipedes <laughs> that carry rocks. <laughs> but Wait, you don't have to worry about. No, any you of have that to stuff. tell me about this. No, Centip- but here's the thing: they love you. They're not going to hurt you. Yeah, I know. I yeah. should, so should I learn to love the mosquito? Absolutely, because <laughs> when you love the mosquito, then it's like, oh, she loves me. I don't want to bite her. You think? Uh-huh. So I don't have to go get crazy stuff to spray on myself. Oh, don't, Just don't. love the mosquito. I'll put a little bit of lavender oil. 
Lavender oil helps. Really? Tea tree oil. Uh-huh. I was talking to this guy one time and I said, how come you're not getting all bit up all by all these bugs? And he goes, because I become a tree. I put cedar all over my skin. Really? Yeah. He goes, so they I just love smell me. like a tree. I'm like mosquito dessert, you know? Oh, no. I mean, yeah, I like walk outside like, yum. Mm. So like, you, can get some, you can get some essential oils. Look it up on, on the internet. There are some remedies that are homeopathic and you can infuse them in um, water and spray them on your body. And it's just uh, yeah, essential oils. Yeah, and then oils. it's not that scary. Yes, no, 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 don't do no, that. No, no, I know that. I, I, I know better. We're finding it in Although our food. Although sometimes it's in I have our felt food. the need. Yes. Okay. Ready for this one? This is my favorite question. I don't know. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> what non pet animal do you wish you could make into a pet? Non-pet animal. If you could, if you could have any animal that would be your pet, what would it be? <laughs> mm, a non-pet animal. It can't hurt you either. Good one. It can't hurt this you. Is this a- is like in our own magical fantasy world. I would say... That's a hard one because I keep you're coming up with of a bunch of them. I What's know. the first one? I love so many What's animals. What's the first? Like the first animal comes to your mind right now. What is it? Koala bear. Oh, okay. They're cute. <laughs> I think I've never seen one other oh, than no, they're the adorable zoo, but they, they are super eucal- cute. Eucalyptus. They eat eucalyptus. I know. <laughs> so I love you would them. have a koala bear. A koala bear that actually fits you. That really does because they're cute. They're and adorable. you're cute. You know, our friend Karen them. Hoffman, can I tell you what she said about you one time? And I loved this so much. <laughs> one time Karen Hoffman said, Here when I think of Pookie, she's like a puppy. <laughs> because Pookie sees you from afar. And just like a puppy, you come running up. Ah! You hug everybody. I know. I love. I love people. <laughs> and it is. I went, oh, my gosh. She is like a puppy. I love because that's what puppies do. They see you and I they get know. all excited and they want to hug you and they and, just love you and they just love yeah. you and they just love you. Yeah, and right. you do that, and I love that. Oh my gosh! Okay, I love the koala bear. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what is new and exciting with you? You're doing you're doing, so doing something all new all the time. Stuff. Yeah. What's what's yeah. the new stuff? So right now, I've got um, I'm promoting this uh, St. Louis, Missouri, love capital of the world, baby, ah. and I promote it a lot on St. Louis uh, on Facebook. And the reason being is because I do a lot of traveling. And when I tell people I'm from St. Louis, they're like, what? I mean, why? what do you, you do there? Yeah, like, it's kind of dangerous. You know, and I'm like, oh, oh no, right. no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 I get a lot of that. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Here's what I know about St. Louis. I have met some of the most incredibly love-filled people in this city. Right. I really have amazing lights that are walking the streets of this city today. I don't know that. And I've traveled a lot and I've. I found a lot of people that that radiate light. But for whatever reason, St. Louis emanates this amazing light, and it's becoming brighter and brighter. I'm connecting more and more with these individuals who are holding this love vibration for our city. And there's so many things about St. Louis that we could look at. Yeah, we look like, bad on the news. Yep. Everybody thinks we're running around with guns with and Darnell. hurting each other. Yes, yeah. Darnell. And so this 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 whole thing, it's not the truth of of who we are right. in this city. And so I'm promoting that. I love this idea of St. Louis is for lovers. I love it. You know, yeah. I want to get t-shirts. I want to get some bumper stickers. Uh, this a campaign. I would love to do a parade. 
and just really unite the, the city of St. Louis and the power of love. Because what I know is it, when a pendulum swings, it swings as high on one side as it does the other. Right. And right now, you know, there's a lot of people that are looking at this side of the, the pendulum. And they're, going, they're just focusing on that. Yeah, the old hot right. mess in St. Louis. They're all crazy running around killing each other. But you know that pendulum swings just as high on the other side. And this city is filled with love. And there are a lot of loving people that are doing amazing things right here. You know, that it's time for them to be recognized for their efforts. So I've even thought about doing a podcast and You'd inviting people to come and to, to share their grassroots efforts on how to activate you know the energy of love in a greater way in this city well and it's an amazing i mean that i mean like with what i do with tedx i feel the same way it's like showing off the awesomeness that's here there's a lot to be proud of yes even if the rest of the world thinks that we're all you know we're amazing dangerous place it really it really isn't i mean you know we walk around all the time it just isn't this isn't isn't just like you know it's not it's just like any other city yeah in that same way you know and we're a beautiful city we have so many, like Forest Park is just, the arts are, are all of our museums are available to the public. Yep. You know, we, we support the arts here. We're a very philanthropic community, you know, and I think when we really begin to see each other beyond our appearance and we connect to the heart, you know, we really can affect a lot of change. So that's what I'm doing. I'm activating heart energy a lot. I do meditations on Facebook and invite people to open up their heart to the power of love and to radiate that that love in the city, in their city. If they're not in St. Louis, in St. Louis, if they are, you know, I think that free hugs celebrations all over the country are, are wonderful experiences of getting out into the community and connecting with others through the, the power of a hug. You know, hugs yeah. are important. We've, we've lost our ability to connect really on a deep way. Um, this technology, uh, so much of technology takes us out of this face-to-face interaction, this this tactile experience of being with each other, you know, because we can be anywhere on the internet, you know, we can right. use Google World and we can be anywhere. But the reality of it is, is that right here in front of us, beautiful people are doing amazing things, beautiful people are in the process of healing, and there's so many ways that we can come together and help you know, so I love it. I love it. You I are the minister of love. I love it so much. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and we are. That I was think just me the heart energy is. I think that's what a lot of the turmoil is right now. Is that we're entering into heart energy. Big and the, time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's and so there's going to be the pushback. There's going to be the, the people going no, 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 and then there's well, us going yeah, 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 yeah. Bam, bam. <laughs> so bam, watch out. Shaka Coming in with heart. <laughs> I love it. Well, Pookie, thank you. This has been great. I, I love it too. I love so much getting to know more about your Wonderful. your whole background. I didn't know all you that. Know. So thanks for sharing so that with us today. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank and you, thank Mish. you for I love being, being here. a light mm. here in St. Louis. And yeah, let's all let's all have our parade. Let's do the whole love thing for yeah, St. Louis. Let's I'm do all a, for it. Let's do a love parade for St. Louis. I get St. to Louis. play tambourine. Yes. Of all course. right. Awesome. I just make sure Absolutely. I get that in, in the you movie on the restaurant. You're okay, the restaurant we owner. got all this right. Okay, oh, we got it all right. It's all happening. I'm holding the vision for it now. Awesome. Power of intention. Well, thank you, Pookie Lee. Thank you, Mish. And thank you, all of you out there for listening. You've been listening to Mishmash. Have a fabulous day. Love, love, love. <laughs>